0: I mean, you guys have pretty high marks for basically all the categories. What's the um, green one? Which one yeah, are what, we lacking focus in? focus on the worst it's one. so us to be like, which yeah, one yeah. sucks?
1: Yeah, we're <laughs> great and everything, but what's that green one? Dear
2: Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. <laughs> I'm already laughing because I feel so unqualified for today's episode. <laughs> So we are joined today. Well, first I'll preface by saying that a very frequently asked question that we've been getting here on Dear Shandy is for us to have an astrologer on, a tarot reader, someone who could do our birth charts Mm -hmm. and explore what that means in terms of compatibility. And I'm gonna get this right out of the way now. We don't know anything about this stuff. We literally know nothing. So I just want to make sure that's our disclaimer. But luckily, we are in wonderful hands. We are joined today by Maisie Bristol. She is very in demand as a tarot reader and astrologer, specializing in guiding individuals towards clarity and self development, which sounds lovely. Sounds very fulfilling. <laughs> You've been featured in Town and Country, Pop Sugar, Refinery 29, Marie Claire, New York Magazine, among others. Mm. And yeah. you've even <laughs> developed your own online tarot courses and master classes. So she teaches other people how to read. Oh wow. Yeah. She's extremely qualified, probably overqualified for us today, considering mm. what neophytes we are. But Maisie Bristol, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. I can't wait to dive in. I always love talking to people who are A, newcomers to the to the industry or to the topic, and uh B. Skeptics, even, which I know one of you may be. So <laughs> yes. I was forewarned. Um, <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Yeah, which one is
2: it? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're addressing that now because we were a little hesitant to go into this department. But it, like I said, it's been so frequently asked. I would consider myself pretty open to it. But Andy is a self described. Skeptic about all things.
1: Skeptical about everything. Yeah,
2: that's true. All things in the
1: spiritual and non spiritual realm.
2: Yes, and so what we really loved about you is that when we told you that, that didn't deter you from coming on, dear Shandy.
0: Oh no, not at all. Yeah, I get it all the time. (laughs) I'm sure you do. Actually, you're probably
2: used to it. It's It's pretty fun,
0: especially when you uh, get things right and people are like, "What." Um, but you know, my, my purpose here isn't to change your mind. You can believe whatever you want to believe. I could care less if you don't, if you believe in it or not. Um, but you know, we're just, it's all in good fun. It's all to help. And if it doesn't help you or whoever else out there, then it's, uh, then you don't have to do it. So <laughs> oh, I already love really the way to look at it. That's the best attitude. I love good that. attitude. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: given that we
2: are neophytes in this realm, Normally when we go into these episodes we have like this long list of questions and it's very structured but I I attempted at first to to put these questions together but then I realized that today should really go more like a conversation and we I would I would rather we just start talking to you and ask for some readings and just sort of see where it takes us and and go a little more free format than usual. So I hope that's okay with you.
0: Yep. Totally fine.
2: <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start off right at the back, just because I want to get to know you better. What's your background and like how how does one get into this industry doing what you do?
0: I That's a very great question. And I feel like a lot of people fall into it. It's not something I woke up, um, you know, it's not something I thought about early on. And I said, that's what I'm going to be when I grew up. Um, <laughs> I I enjoyed tarot cards. I started with tarot cards. I found one in my house. And when I was like 15 years old, and I became fascinated. And then I became even more fascinated when I found out that people actually took it seriously. And it wasn't just me. I, I was like, these are cool. And I, I just dove in. And then I realized that some people actually use it for real life situations. And then that's when the the craze happened. <laughs> that's, that's when I could not <laughs> shut it off. So then I started learning and learning and learning. And um, zodiac. I mean, astrology alongside of that. They do go hand in hands, and uh, I started the business accidentally. Really, uh, it was not meant to be <laughs> this. It wasn't meant to be a business, but it it kind of just fell into my lap. It's like all these steps kept coming, and I just kept going with them. And I love what I do. And who like how can you say that that's you know not what you should be doing if you love it? So <laughs>
2: that's lovely. <laughs> so I also been think a it's a great journey. It's probably a testament too to to your. Skills and your intuition and just your results that you were able to build it sort of accidentally. I would think.
0: Yeah, I I really didn't know. Well, I started my readings. I had read for people in person, you know, obviously, but I started my readings email, uh, over email because I was a little nervous to start charging, and I was nervous to get in front of people. I actually, I within this five and a half years or six years of being in the in the business, I. I think I've grown as a person quite a lot and I used to be very shy and very like timid about, you know, new things. Um, and so this was just one of the ways to like grow as a person. And I put myself out there and I, once I started getting more positive feedback, I thought, well, maybe this is actually going to work. So I put more and more effort into it. And, you know, I feel like when you put more effort into things, more success comes to you. It's just kind of an attraction thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Um, I really
2: love your answer. Um, I don't know if you know this about me, but my day job is I'm an opera singer. And I remember the first time I got paid, you know, like the, those first couple of gigs, you know, you work towards something and you do so much for free yeah. up until that point. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, you almost feel undeserving. You're like, oh, I'm getting paid to do this now. And it, it's sort of jarring. And it's a, it's an adjustment to realize your worth and realize that, You can and should charge for your services. You
0: definitely should. And um, I mean, it takes a lot of energy for the arts, like singing or tarot or whatever it is. It it comes with an amount of energy that like is drawn from you to present to other people, you know. Um, And so I really I think it can be draining, Mm. especially if you're not getting what you need out of it uh, or receiving what you need back.
2: Yes, definitely. I relate so i surprisingly relate a lot to everything you're saying actually.
1: yeah money money makes everything weird it does yeah
2: even things that feel so pure mm-hmm. yes.
1: yes especially things that feel so pure
2: no you're right you're totally right yeah okay anyway so- <laughs> i love that you just you like money <laughs> comes in with his-
1: <laughs> i know about money <laughs> thought i could jump in there anyway Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Tell us. Tell us. I, guide us.
2: Yeah, guide us. We yeah, need we are you to lost. even we need guide guidance. us in interviewing you today. Yeah. Pretty much, I want to cover three main topics. First is Mercury in retrograde. Another one is birth charts. Actually, maybe it's four, but you tell me how they intersect. Then there's astrology, like our signs, and then tarot. So you... I this is free format I would love for you to just tell us what we should ask you
0: (laughs) I feel like we should start with mercury retrograde and then we go into birth charts and astrology is like in there somewhere and like already in in those answers and then tarot after that and then we land on a reading for you guys love it I'm excited okay Okay, so I don't know if you have any questions to start off with with mercury retrograde Mm -hmm. but I can just give a simple definition. Yeah,
2: literally, um, I was going to ask you to just give us the bare bones and what it really means for the average person.
0: So Mercury is the planet of communication and short distances and travel. Um, so when a planet goes retrograde, it looks like it's going backwards in the sky, but it's not. It's just it's like kind of a an illusion. And sorry to happening. interrupt you, but
2: Andy, we were talking about this just before this call. And Andy was like, you know, it's just an illusion. <laughs> it's not actually going backwards. So
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm just so I'm going right. okay, to like astronomy.
2: You do, Andy loves astronomy. Yes. He knows everything about the planets.
0: Good. You should relate to some of this. Yes.
1: I, I hope I will. I'm sorry Astrology to interrupt.
0: Astrology is science. It, it's based on angles and numbers and no. positions in the sky. I mean it's theoretical because you know you pull out meaning from it but it's derived from actual numbers and actual angles so
1: yeah and um, they both start with astro so i'm down (laughs) right
0: yeah
2: yes okay Uh, so i'm sorry to interrupt you okay so mercury uh planet of communication it looks like it's going backwards but it's not
0: planet of communication and travel looks like it's going backwards and then if um whenever a many all the planets go retrograde at some point and they stay retrograde for certain periods of time depending on how far away they are from the earth and um so forth so mercury tends to go retrograde in like three from three and a half weeks and they and it does it three times a year and um when it goes retrograde or when any planet goes retrograde it means that the the things that that planet represents become slower i kind of equate it with um being drunk a little bit because like you know what you should be doing but like it's just not really working the same way and it's more of a time to not do anything because you're gonna it's gonna be messed up Um, it's just a time to sit and reflect so regarding Mercury retrograde uh, that is a time to not speak up to not sign contracts to not make connections with other people as much as you would normally because that would it'll end up kind of being messed up in the end. So you could blurt out something completely out of the blue and and totally ruin someone's day or like put yourself in a bad position. Uh, Breakups tend to happen during Mercury retrograde because people are just like exposing all these things and not saying the right stuff and communication is out of whack. Um, It also reflects on technology. So it is travel and communication, but it's also technology. So glitches happen in computers and TVs and If you send out a mass email to your whole company instead of your friend, then that is a Mercury retrograde situation. Um, So, yeah, it's just really like. It's like an evil fairy came and tried to mess up everyone's it just crosses wires with everyone.
2: (laughs) Could it also be seen as a sort of vacay, (laughs) like a time to fall off the face of the earth and go live in the woods for a while? That's a good way to look at it. It's that when she I'm said it's to, like, not
0: yeah. a good time to like make any big decisions yeah. or sign any contracts. I'm like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a time to hermit <laughs> and yeah. to to reflect on yeah. the past. Like, good
1: year long retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good.
0: I mean, three and a half weeks, it's like perfect time to to just disappear. Does
1: it coincide with spring break at all? Or is it (laughs) where where are we looking on the calendar?
0: Uh, It can (laughs) coincide. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. General, it it depends, you know, because it's always moving forward. And um, over the years, it keeps kind of being pushed forward. But generally, it's in like the fall and the spring and summer. Mm. So what are
2: we looking at in terms of this calendar year? Like, when are those three and a half weeks that we should be looking out
1: for? Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we just finished one, um, yeah, in, in uh, Gemini a couple weeks ago, and then we'll be back in retrograde in Libra around September.
2: Oh, I have what's already a dumb question. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a lot of these today. But when you say one's in Gemini, one's in Libra, can you define what that means?
0: So the sky, where the, the planets travel, they mm-hmm. all have sections that are devoted to zodiac signs. So, oh, yeah.
2: I feel like I've seen like a, a graphic of that before. Yeah.
0: So, um, I mean, they're all like constellations, you know, so it's like as this planet's moving past the Sagittarius zone, it's in Sagittarius, and then it leaves Sagittarius and goes to Capricorn. And th- those are just zones in the sky. Okay. Um, so Mercury was in Gemini, and it's about to enter Cancer soon in July. And then once it gets to Libra, a couple signs later, in September, then it'll have this retrograde period.
2: I I've, honestly, my questions, I feel like are so stupid that I'm afraid no, that's to ask No, a reasonable question. Well, my next one,
1: oh. it's probably oh, going to be, be really more. dumb.
2: Okay. But my next question is, when, let's say you are a Libra and Mercury is in retrograde in Libra. Does that affect a Libra any differently than? That's a great question. Oh, it would Virgo?
0: definitely affect Libras more than it would affect other signs. And it okay. would also affect um any other air sign as well because because they make like connections in the chart it's called the trine but okay. um but gemini's aquarius and libra's they will all be feeling this particular mercury retrograde um the hardest
2: okay mm-hmm. we're scraping by andy yeah <laughs> just your questions are fabulous you keep it coming oh, oh thank you mm-hmm. i i mean I've learned this far in life that if you just don't know something, you might as well just admit it, you know. It's very
1: underappreciated fair. art.
2: It is an underappreciated art. I, I don't like it when people pretend to know things when they don't. So mm,
1: great. Do you- I have a general question before we get into the weeds. What when did astrology begin? Is there a date, a general time when people can pinpoint when people when there was this this astrology thing happened?
0: I could not tell you. a a date. Um, but I would assume it's many, many centuries old. (laughs) It's like way, way back, you know, to the Romans, that kind of far back somewhere around AD somewhere in there.
1: Yeah. Is there a, is there any kind of historical precedent for how, um, because I'm, what I'm assuming is is that it kind of started with people looking at the sky and seeing, you know, forces or spirits or whatever that was the first you know 25 30,000 years ago i don't know
2: mm-hmm. i'm sure so i can't will imagine they were sitting you.
1: there with like you know tools and figuring out distances between stars they were just like okay that's the shape of a bear that's i don't know <laughs> something like i'm simplifying so and then you know astronomy was kind of created you know and in, invented i don't know how you, mm-hmm. came about yeah. about 3,000 years ago i'm guessing the egyptians started doing some stuff with Maybe even before that. So I'm just trying to find out that the, the, so it went from, you know, animals in the sky to, hey, wait a minute, these are actually celestial bodies that we can kind of, you know, plan our harvests with and sail our ships by and all sorts of stuff like that. When did it go from astronomy to, to the more, a more mystical take on the sky? Or, or if you don't know when, do you know how
0: as you're talking i'm like looking things up and i'm thinking <laughs> but
1: there's no googling here
0: <laughs> yeah well, i mean we're not trying to stump you no
1: I, i'm not i'm actually really curious I'm, and well, i kidding. totally get it if you don't know because it's I mean, not your job don't to know. know.
0: i can't say anything to this conversation oh, would, i love that substantial but good, good um, answer that's a great answer i, answer. Can, I can say that you know, the reason that astrology exists is so that we find meaning in something that's bigger than us, mm. which is how religion came about, you know, mm-hmm. which is how, which is what humans have been doing since the very beginning. So I have to feel like astronomy happened and then astrology happened, you know, yeah. where <laughs> you're like, okay, this is so big and vast and amazing. What do we see? Like, how can we draw coincidences or a narrative from the outer beings or like the, the right. gods you know
1: mm. yeah i mean they no. are
0: connected to gods like neptune is a god neptune's a planet
1: sure um, no so- I, I i mean they're very it's a it's very for a leapfroggy thing i'm sure there was some astrology then astronomy then astrology that like they probably grew together to some degree i am mm-hmm. just i'd be really curious to know if anyone or if there's any literature on actually finding that pinpoint where they started branching off or coming together I'm actually really. I foresee.
0: I don't know, but maybe. I'm going to be doing
1: a lot of googling after this. I'm going to get back to you with a full report. You do that. No
0: googling allowed right
1: now.
2: (laughs) So, with Mercury going into retrograde, what does that really mean? Because we are a relationship podcast, so often Mm -hmm. we try to bring it back to relationships. What does that typically mean for a relationship? Does that mean like don't have any serious conversations or don't make any big decisions? Like. What advice would you typically give to a couple, maybe at various stages in the relationship? I'm just curious what you would normally tell people.
0: The advice there is to not have serious conversations and to take moments to consider what's missing or to consider what you want to say, because you will have something to say. I'm sure this, this period, since Mercury is about thought, you know, like upstairs and like the energy between communication, like thinking to communicating um, there are going to be a lot of thoughts happening around what's missing or what could be better, or maybe even like the past. There's a lot of, because it is retro, like we're thinking to the past and so we use past experiences or recent experiences that were past now um, to kind of understand what we need in that moment or what we're missing so this is it's a moment to reflect and to think and not to bring up this, the serious conversation quite yet um i've known a lot of people to like break up at the very end of mercury retrograde because i've had that time to like to think and to stew and and whatever um and yeah, I mean, it just, it sheds light on a lot of things.
2: And so if they break up at the end of Mercury retrograde, does, is that a, a good thing? Cause it's happening at the end and they're, they're
0: I think I- if you implementing break up at the end of Mercury retrograde, like when Mercury is going direct, it means something. It means like, this is the right thing to do. Okay. Um, it's like an like, educated or informed decision. It's an educated or informative action. Okay. Um, and when planets, turn direct like when they come back from retrograde that's normally when the action is spurred from like the reflection so um so yeah i would follow your gut if you're ending mercury retrograde and you have like an instinct or like an urge to do something i mean honestly mercury retrograde sounds
2: great yeah. <laughs> because i'm i'm already sort of haunted by the past i'm one of those people that probably reflects too much and yeah we we learned when we had um an enneagram expert on that we're both past oriented which mm-hmm, definitely tracks mm-hmm. by the way we yeah. definitely are and so i don't know it kind of sounds liberating to be in a moment where you just you know i'm not going to make any major decisions right now
0: oh definitely <laughs> yeah well it's probably better not to so we is that does that cover mercury retrograde should we I move think on so. to Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah let's yeah. okay yeah let's do birth charts which is, has come so requested i've been shocked honestly yeah i've never hundreds like i've had a tarot reading here or there mm-hmm. and you know i know our signs i don't know much like too much about the compatibility there but the birth chart thing is really we're really new to that
0: um it's pretty it's pretty wild how much information you can gather from a birth chart um i have to like really refrain when i go on dates You know to to not ask (laughs) not be that weird person who's like okay so when were you born and like where and and what time and Hmm. and now we have to sit down and talk about your chart yeah you have a lot of first (laughs) dates dates. (laughs) but you can you can kind of figure out how it's going to go before it even starts so it is pretty tempting um so like what a birth chart is (laughs) when you type it in and you have you need your like the day that this person was born where they were born and the exact time that they were born. Um, And those are, I mean, you can do it without the time, but it's best if you have the exact time. Um, And the way that it appears is this giant circle with 12 pie charts and an inner circle that shows the connections that the planets make with one another. I don't know if I should pull one up right now.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm, I mean, we're we're on 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 YouTube. YouTube, You guys,
0: apparently, (laughs) like if that would help be helpful, but this is my chart, for example. It looks like this. Oh, okay. wow. Oh, then Nate. in those pie charts, where are the planets, right? So, like, these pie charts represent the zodiac signs. So, wherever the planets were at the time that I was born, um, you know, we'll, they'll each have their own signified sign, right? Because they'll be in that part portion of the sky. So, as you can see, I have, like, two like a couple planets in this first house that they're called houses, these little pie charts. Um, And that's my Aquarius house. (laughs) So um, the point here is that every planet is associated with a sign and they're all in different parts of the sky and they move at different paces. So that's why not one person can have the same birth chart because, you know, the moon moves faster than Venus and the sun moves faster than, you know, other planets, like they they all just kind of go at their own rate. And so Mm -hmm. they land in different signs at at the time people were born, Mm -hmm. um, no matter what. And on top of that, not only do you have like what the planet represents and the energy of the sign that goes with it, um, but you also then can talk about how the planets talk to one another. This is where the angles come in. So if one is directly opposite um, another planet, that's called an opposition and it does create a little tension. Or if you have a square, that's an, that's a super intense kind of contact. Or if they're con- together, it's called a conjunction. Um, and all of these are associated within a five degree orb. So, <laughs> so. Uh, that's a yeah, lot of information I'm to, i feel like it's a lot of information all at once no I, I love it
2: i feel bad we're like give it to us like give us everything in a nutshell <laughs> yeah. poor thing
0: give
1: me astrology I feel like I have, five minutes
0: i've explained it way better in the past <laughs> it is a lot but um but i'll just give like one example um so if your moon sign if the, the moon represents your emotions and your emotional needs and basically how you give and receive love. Um, if your moon sign is in Leo, uh, Leo is the zodiac sign of pride and being like the sparkling one, the one who like needs the attention and needs to know that back. So if your moon sign is in Leo, that means that you need someone who will constantly adore you, you know, like that, that makes it known that you're the one, you're the only one. And if you put that, moon sign in your seventh house that is the relationship house so that means it's very important in your like romantic relationships to hear that whereas if they were in your I don't know your first house which is the house of like the body and the corporal stuff it maybe it's more important for you to get compliments on your looks or on your you know physical body as opposed to like you're the one and devotion that that seventh house connection so it can get pretty deep that way, because you've got the planet, and then you have the sign, and then you have the house. And then on top of that, you have the connections that those things make.
2: Okay. So is it therefore safe to say that a birth chart can, like you said, predict? You said the word predict earlier. Kind of predict compatibility and potential pitfalls and communication mm-hmm. with, well, I guess with any relationship, but also romantic relationships.
0: Totally. Yeah. With any relationship, but also romantic relationships, you can kind of figure out where the pros and cons are, um, where you might have issues or where you might be like super great. Um, for example, one of the top things that astrologers look for when they compare charts is a sun moon connection. Um, if your sun is the same as someone else's moon sign and they are in conjunction, which means they're like probably close by or in conjunction, um, next to you, then that means that that sun person will be giving the moon person exactly what they need without even trying because that's just who they oh,
2: are. The sun okay. is the
0: identity and the ego. So like you're just emanating that kind of energy and the moon person receives it and like understands it innately, in you know, emotionally. So like Ooh. that's one of the the key connections between a couple that astrologers, you know, look at.
2: That makes me really want our birth chart red. Red? Mm. Yeah.
0: Can you, can you do that for us? Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go over them one by, I'm going to go over yours and then I'm going to go over Andy's and then we'll do them sort of together. I'm just going to give you like a brief, just a brief overview. Okay. <laughs> if that works. Um, okay. So you are a Virgo sun, Sagittarius moon, Virgo, Mercury, Libra, Venus, Mars and Sagittarius. And, um, we'll just, we'll start with those. So basically that's a lot of Virgo and a lot of sag. That means that you are a good balance between like fiery and go and quick. And I want to explore and do things. And then you're also practical about it at the same time. So that may also cause some tension between like what you want to do and then like what you should do. And then you may have some like inner conflicts there. Oh, I are relate to everything so far with your Sun and Mercury, both in Virgo. Um, that means that the way that you come off or the way that you innately are is someone who is very pragmatic and someone who like thinks about what she does, you also are pretty intellectual. Like you need intellectual stimulation to really get into someone. Um, you need to be able to sit down and have like deep, not deep, like esoteric conversations, but more just like interesting conversations. Like you, you would get super bored if, um, you didn't have that, uh, Mercury actually, uh, rules Virgo so that's a very like prominent planet um and then so basically you're a great communicator is what I'm saying you communicate this is great for you being on a podcast and running this podcast because that's like a natural thing for you to be able to to take what something means and then explain it to someone else um your Mars in Sagittarius means that you're pretty active you're someone who's like very energetic um if you were if we could compare you to like a dog you might be like, not necessarily border collie status because you have all that Virgo in you, but like, but you are like a very energized kind of person. Like you need to be doing things.
1: Um, I think I, and once, I once called you, a, I said if you were a dog, you'd be a border collie. <laughs> did you I really? believe I did say that I, once. I,
0: that sounds familiar.
1: <laughs>
2: that also sounds like something you would say <laughs> that, to me. It's
1: something I would and I think did.
2: So far, everything you're saying is eerily accurate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then we'll talk about your moon sign also in Sagittarius. Sagittarius moon people are like, like very into like, it's hard to, 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 nah, to, like lock them down. Um, I feel like because Virgo's so slow moving and, um, Venus and Libra is a little bit like, I don't know, I'm not really like ready to settle down. <laughs> you may have been kind of like fluttering around for a while and kind of taken a while to, to really settle on someone. Um, he must've had to work pretty hard to, to get to this point. Um, and, but it means that like you, once you are committed, you're fully excited and fully into it. Um, partnership is big. You're a very, you're an eternal optimist. Um, you really believe that like, especially in moon related topics, like relationships really believe that like, you can always, you know, overcome anything. Uh, and yeah, you're a very partner oriented person. Venus is the planet of love. Libra is balance equality so you really think about other people before yourself especially that virgo in there that's a sign of um of uh, service. so so Ooh, you really wow there's a lot
2: more than just reading your your <laughs> astrology
0: you know the couple of
2: sentences you read in like cosmo yeah. <laughs> like i know that virgos are generally perfectionists that's pretty much all i knew so that's really interesting
0: very specific yeah so um, so already I, before I even pull up your chart together, you have a pretty great connection, um, going on, but we'll talk about that once we get further down the line, he has a lot of Sag- Sagittarius in his chart too. So this is, that's pretty good. You guys relate on that level, yeah, um, like a good more like grounded one, but he has more like, he's got a lot of sensitive sides to him that you might. Like, I feel like you guys balance each other out really well because you're not like mushy gushy or anything, but he might be a little bit more. So, that kind of like levels you out and (laughs) maybe makes you talk about feelings, you know, because you must and uh, would never leave your side because both his moon and his sun are in Scorpio. Um, So, that's very committed, very intense, very almost like you're mine now. (laughs) Don't leave me. Let's see. <laughs> His rising sign, um, if you were right about your time, I can probably confidently say that you're a rising cancer. Um, because it is in the middle. You're at fifteen degrees, and there's 30 degrees between each sign, so you're right in the middle. Um, so we can say that you have of the sun, moon, mercury, Venus, Mars, and a rising sign, you have four signs in a water sign. So that, that's why I'm saying you're a little bit more mushy because you have, like, the sensitivity to, like, help her kind of bring out her sensitivities. Hmm. Um, so as a rising cancer, you probably are – when you're at a party, you're social. And when you're not, you're like, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> like, I don't want to go any. I'm not doing anything. You kind of have to be pushed to, like, go out and do the party stuff, you know. Um, I think you would prefer, especially with Mars and Pisces, too, that's, like – that's more like, I just want to stay at home and like, just dive into a great book or a movie or something. Um, and, but cancer, rising cancer is very like, let me talk about, or let's talk about your feelings or how are you doing today? And I want to help, you know, um, the mother, mothering kind of maternal uh, sensitivity there. And then sun, so we will say sun and moon and Scorpio. What that means is that you are born on a full moon or close to one. Um, so that means that you're generally very in touch with your feelings. Like you understand, or maybe, maybe, sorry, I didn't mean that. That's more full moon. Cause so you can see, Yeah, I was
1: going to say, way. Uh, no, there. no, no, no. I meant, I meant the other way
0: around. Cause I knew <laughs> so when you're, when I was born in a full moon, so basically your sun and your moon can see each other like they're opposite. Right. So mm-hmm. technically that would be like your self or identity can see your emotions. Like I know what I feel. Um, but if you're born on a new moon, then those emotions can get kind of mixed up. So you might have to take a little bit longer to really understand what's, what, what's your emotion talking, what's your ego talking. And so it might kind of trip you up on, uh, taking action on feelings for a bit. Cause you're like, wait a second, which one's, which, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, but you both have a lot of Sagittarius, which is, and it's not in just like the more prominent planets. It's, it's more of the, um outer planets. You have both Mercury and a Venus in Sagittarius. And with, I'm, I'm trying to refrain from like going into comparing, I'm trying to finish this and then we can compare. But basically Mercury and Sagittarius means that you probably will say things that other people, like you're not afraid to say things that other people won't like, especially if you have like Scorpio in you, you are very fine to just to stir up trouble. Well, I mean,
1: you, you have inside information in the first 10 minutes of this podcast. I've already caused trouble. But, but I like I mean, it. I like it.
0: That's, that's uh,
2: accurate.
1: It's accurate. It is accurate. Yeah.
0: But you're also given Venus and Sagittarius. You're also one to kind of like. I feel like you pretend or you, like you want to hop to be the person who like kind of hops around and doesn't settle down. But that Scorpio in you is just very intense, like very like I want a partnership like now. And if you get too close to someone, it's over. Like so um so I feel like you probably tried to stay far away from people or from getting too close to people as much as you could, but deep down you're a softie and you like to be in relationships. So
1: that's true.
2: It's totally true.
0: Okay. So we're comparing <laughs> charts. Wow. Okay, so there's this I would never like just solely go off this, but just to show you guys. It's actually really good. There's this little compatibility meter that my app uses. I don't really look at it because I can just figure that out myself, but but um, it is something to note when it's like that good, usually.
2: Ooh, ooh Andy, we're I'm so sure compatible.
0: <laughs> I mean, you guys have pretty high marks for basically all the categories. <laughs> what's the uh, green one? Which one yeah, are we lacking in? Let's focus
1: on the worst it's one. so
0: us to be like, which yeah, one yeah. sucks?
1: Yeah, we're great and everything, but what's that green one? <laughs>
0: that's money so Oh, they're, oh. Both in, they're both in the number six zone but everything else is and then career support is seven but that's like a good score I've seen plenty of couples who are like seven six and like maybe one eight in there but this is eight eight seven ten six six ten Wow
2: okay
1: strong.
0: can you give us sorry because we are We're good. so
2: clueless can you tell me the names of each of those categories and then our our number
1: and, and and we're going to insert applause every time you say a number
0: <laughs> so the overall score is at eight long term eight career support seven home and family 10 communication Ooh. six money six and romantic attraction 10 communication six
1: yeah money and communication i told you
0: it take it with a grain of salt it really doesn't
1: <laughs> no grain of salt <laughs>
0: It's also so to us, us to be like, this. yeah, 10, 10, 10. What's the six? <laughs> now, just trying to look at your chart to see what we can pull out here. Um, so this is what a chart looks like when you're putting a, one on top of the other. You see there's so many more circles now. Hmm. So we have Andy's chart on the outside and then uh, your Charlene. chart. Right here, Charlene. Yeah.
1: And is it good that there's a lot of overlap on those lines? Well, is that a good there thing? would be overlap
0: in pretty much anyone. Oh, if okay. you compared anyone's charts. Um the reason I can say that the reason that your romantic attraction meter is so high is because you both have Venus and you have a me- Venus and Mars conjunction, which means that like your Venus and Mars signs are the same; they're both in Sagittarius, and basically that just means like hot sex.
1: Huh.
0: <laughs> it means it's Straight. hot. So um, there's that, and then um, when,
1: it, when it happens.
0: <laughs> well, your sun charlene is sextile andy's moon that just means like it's like a really cute just like little kind of nice aspect it just means that you support his emotions um your son squares his jupiter which uh which helps cuz jupiter rules sagittarius so and you both have a lot of sagittarius in there there's a there's a sense of just expansion and wanting to learn more. So you guys feed off one another, like you feed off his intensity to learn more, which is, we all have an intensity somewhere in that chart, but like your identity, that sun sign vibe just means that you're interested in the things that he's interested, like innately. You know what I mean? So that you guys feed off the same kind of thought process and like the the same things interest you. I sound like a great partner. On top of that, your moon also is conjunct his Jupiter so you are actually not just interested to be interested. You're like emotionally interested as well in the, in those topics. Uh, let's see. You're so lucky. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's great. Keep it coming.
0: So there is a, there's also another good one in here. The, we have an asteroid called Chiron in our chart.
1: Oh, I know and about Chiron.
0: That is. I'm
1: sorry. I got excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell That's us about Chiron. Andy. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'll let her tell us about Chiron. <laughs>
0: It's a, it's a, it's a big one. It's like, it talks about the the deepest wounds that we have that we carry throughout our life. It's supposed to be things that we learn or that we develop from childhood or that we just came into this world having, but basically the idea is that it's an insecurity or a fear that we work through from beginning until the end. Um, So everyone has one. We all have insecurities and fears. So everyone's got one. And um, your moon sign trines his Chiron and your Mars sign also trines his Chiron. Which means that because Mars is the planet of like action and passion and your moon sign is your emotions, that means that you make him feel comfortable enough to talk about deepest, darkest stuff Um, that it's innate within you to like, you're probably the only one of the only people who can really draw that out um, with ease. (laughs) I'll take that. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. You will.
0: I'm amazed at
2: how much how much knowledge just, yeah like just not only about each planet but then yeah. how there's yeah. just, like, just it like it seems a, like, an like an infinite a, uh, number of possibilities what's,
1: what's the word for that thing where, where it's like describes how a leaves veins move out yeah it's a M- Mobio, mobius what is it called
2: i don't know but that's cute that you <sighs> know that that's if fine. you do indeed know it's it. just
1: a, it's a flow chart that kind of just keeps branching off forever for infinity it feels like there's a lot of a lot of it, stuff coming yeah. off of there's just it an does infinite not stop number of i will tell you, you know, i'll be learning yeah.
0: astrology forever you can never learn everything it's like so infinite it's like space seriously mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so much to learn wow so, it, it is
1: it is space yeah, the, yeah.
0: that's basically that's really the, cool. just like a surface level like so, reading for you um that's kind of those are the kind of the, the key points there no, so neat. Yeah. So there's you. like
1: a good chance we're not getting divorced anytime soon. Yeah. Based would on you that.
0: would you agree with that? No, I would say you guys are very compatible. We're
1: stuck with each other for life. Is that that <laughs> reading? That's what I get from that reading.
2: I can see why, as you said earlier, you would be tempted to ask people their birthday and birth time when you go on a date with them. It's just so tempting. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: It really says a lot. And I don't think people realize that when they give you your time mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, everything. It you could go on and on and on and get deeper and deeper and deeper. We could talk about family. We could talk about, again, like the insecurities, you know, I could figure out how, like what your love language is or how to best approach you in an argument or.
2: Ooh, it's almost like, mm. almost feels it's, too
1: revealing. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> violating, it's violating.
0: But don't worry, I'm not like scouring over <laughs> your charts. Like that, that takes some time and I don't need to do it's that. It's just <laughs> interesting because, you know, I've been getting,
2: even long before we started this podcast, I've gotten emails and DMs, just countless over the years, asking me what time I was born.
1: Oh, wow. They're trying to get to the bottom of you.
2: Yeah. I've, yeah, Ow. I feel like exposed. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's super cool. Thank you. I'm wondering now of if course. we can do a tarot. Because I've only ever done, my, my girlfriend does some tarot readings and we had a few glasses of wine one night and she did a reading for me, but we've never done something like that together. Is that something we can do together? Uh, yeah,
0: I have my cards. Yay. Right. Awesome.
1: Here. There it is. Um, Shuffle it up.
0: What would you like to do? I mean, I, do you have a question or a topic that you'd like to go into? Or topic? I,
1: I have a topic. I want to know exactly when I'm going to die.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you're not in luck because I don't, you, don't, you know, don't know I also don't know. I, I can't even, I can't even read that. Oh, I yes, do you state. can. Why would you, you want to know that? just tell
1: me. I, I don't. I would I, never. I, 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 well, it's good to know. I no. Think. It's important. No. Yeah, you're right. It's probably not. Good. There was
2: this, there was an anime about this actually where everyone walked around and it just, oh, death note, I think. This is super super niche, but maybe someone out there will get it. But you, you walk around with oh, the just, day you're gonna yeah,
1: yeah that's like scary. how many days you have
2: left or something. And I just oh oh yeah, I I
0: know you're. I actually just I wanted remember. to see
1: what you. I don't want to know. I just wanted to see how you answer that. <laughs> <laughs> i was a test. <laughs> sick. It's sick. Even it's sick. if I
0: could tell you that, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. I don't read. Really
1: so the is office. the answer that you can tell me, or you and you're not going to? <laughs> no,
0: no, I I can't tell you. And also, if I could, Got it. I would. Uh. That's good. that's a great that's a answer.
1: answer.
2: Yeah. All around great answer. It's very you to be so interested in this. Yeah, I like to
1: go dark first and then slowly move to the light.
0: So do you do you have a relationship question?
1: I, okay. I don't yeah. I am really stumped. Yeah.
0: We can do your relationship overall. What you get as a partner give to him, what he as a partner gives to you. Um what else do we want to know about the relationship?
1: Let's, no, no. let's
0: do the relationship one where what he does for me and what I do for him.
1: Yeah, let, let's do that. Nice and basic. I yeah, think. basic.
0: So we're just going to do like overall relationship vibe, like what you and then another card for what you give for, to him, another card for he, he gives to you. Um,
1: some good shuffling skills. Though.
0: Yeah. And then some like advice. Okay, let's do that. Or maybe Yeah, I was going to say long term potential, but I feel like yeah. we all know you're going to go along. So. Okay advice then
1: <laughs> yeah let's do it great let's do it
0: i always reiterate at the beginning because i just feel like tarot cards need direction like you need to know exactly what you're asking before you pull mm-hmm, cards
1: mm-hmm. So
0: that's why i say it over and over oh, again. i love that because i can
2: it's a little there's a lot yeah and i think it's helpful to funnel it down to oh,
1: i agree a little overwhelmed.
0: <laughs> so what happens is i just shuffle until the cards stop like popping up and then um And then I pull like an energy card or a theme card, and then we kind of dive into it after that.
1: Where are you uh, located?
0: Um, I'm in Montana. Oh, okay. oh.
1: I was going to say those are, that's a very pleasant wind chime I hear, because if you were here, you'd be, yeah, sorry. You'd be No, it's <laughs> good. was you'd be in the path of Elsa if you were on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. so it would be a more violent wind chime.
0: Okay, so there's a lot of healing going on from the past from both of you. But we'll just start with the um, – I'm trying to figure out what some other cards over here, like the ones that flew out of the deck I always take into consideration too. Um, and I'm trying to like work them in, but I think I'll address them later. Um, sometimes I address them first and sometimes address them after, after and then it makes more sense. Um, the Okay, so the first card was just like the overall – like where are you right now? Current relationship, just energy or status. Um, we have the Seven of Wands reversed. So like a regular playing card deck, the tarot deck has four suits and they all mean something. Um, so wands is one of the suits and that's the fire, the fire sign in, um, in the four suits. And it represents how we think, um, our thoughts, our visions of the future, our goals. Um, and then the seven of wands, when it's upright like this, it just means that we're being over, like not overly, um, we're being super optimistic about a certain idea. Um, we're fighting uh, the opinion, unsolicited opinions of other people. Um, so that's what it is when it's upright and when it's reversed, it means that either we're, oh, we've are we overcome those opinions or those, those barriers or we are getting way too um, focused on like what we want. I have to feel like it's probably like you've come together and, and just said, I don't care. And I'm kind of over that. Um, it's, it's more about like coming as one as opposed to listening to other voices um so that's like just the overall situation going on for what charlene gives to andy we have the three of swords reversed um upright this is the card of betrayal deceit cheating um so if andy has had any sort of issues with exes in the past regarding deceit betrayal cheating that kind of realm and uh people betraying trust Um, You come in like a shining light and saying, I'm going to be there forever. And I will never do that to you. Um, So that's kind of how you, how you heal him. You know, like maybe that's just his relationship past is like the really, the really shitty kind of thing that he's had to get over, over the years with, you know, along with being as he's with you. Hmm. Uh, And then for you. Andy, what Andy gives you, you got the six of cups reversed. So this is generally a family card. So I don't know if you've had issues with your family or um, bad childhood memories or bad experiences with parents in love or whatever. But this comes in to say, like, he's the one telling you that family instability is is OK or that he's never going to leave you and that we're a family now. Um, family is really well. He's more like trusted partnership. You're more like long term family is that even a possible thing like um it must i don't know if your parents are divorced or something but it seems more like it seems just like the idea of growing up growing a happy healthy home is almost hard for you to believe um and then some advice about the relationship you got the three of the three of cups reversed um Cups are about our emotions and connections with other people. And the Free of cups is a card of social gatherings and joyous occasions. It's basically like podcasting, you know, that's a, that's coming together to share thoughts and feelings and going to parties or seeing friends, um, reversed. It can mean a bunch of different things, but in this case, I think it means that you guys put too much effort into keeping up relationships with other people or with, appeasing everyone else, friends and family by like, going to gatherings or whatever. And you don't spend enough time, like just by yourself. Like you are together now on your own, but you're not because you're working mm. like that kind of thing. Maybe it's time to like bring in some intimate date nights or something like that, uh, to, to sort of build more. Oh, nice. I loved that.
1: That Well, thank you for that.
2: I really enjoyed that. It's very, it's just something very, like self indulgent, oh, super self indulgent. It's
1: like, tell me more about <laughs> I, me. Yeah, but I,
2: I gotta say, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, good stuff. it's pretty neat when it resonates. Yeah, you know, Maisie, mm-hmm. that was really fun. Thank you. I Thank feel you. like this is, I mean, it takes it takes guts to do yeah, what you do. It absolutely. really does. I have yeah. mad respect to think on the spot. Like, do you say that? I mean, I love it. But why are you so, Why
0: does it take guts? Because to do it's it? like
2: thinking on the spot. I just to interpret something like that while we sit here waiting
0: is it's a lot of pressure
2: it's a lot of pressure like i I agree i'm impressed is all i can say you know when i when i go perform we've rehearsed an opera for six weeks you know by the time we have our opening night it's everything is down
1: right 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 you know it's nothing this is kind of on the spot yeah
2: exactly it's really cool i
1: I actually have a, a question regarding that and um, this is this is the me kind of question, so forgive me. But I think some people would be interested in this. So let's say someone sits down to get a tarot card reading, and they are clearly extremely introverted. This is just an example. Like you know, there's no one. No one can look at this person and say, oh, that person's going out to party tonight, or that person has a huge group of friends. It's very obvious they're a sheltered hermited. And this is, I know, I'm making an assumption here that there are cracks in astrology but let's just say that person sits down and the cards say the exact opposite how do you deal with that situation
0: well i don't think i've ever encountered it okay but not that any example any example but a theoretical example i mean so are you saying because astrology are you talking about what we did
1: what i'm saying is what i'm saying is i want to know i guess the it's a backdoor way of asking you how much of what you say is tailored to the experience you have initially meeting the individual or individuals. As opposed to like literally translating like, this is where your planets are. This is what constellation it's in. This is what the guitars say. Like, I'm not interpreting anything. I'm just telling you what I see. That's
2: a good question. How much does your own impression of a person or your own intuition about a person play in? And,
1: And specifically, but I don't want to get away from the original question. Yes, that is the question inherently. But specifically, have you ever run into a situation where you have seen a person and you can clearly say this person is X and the cards are saying they are Y? When what do you do in that I, situation?
0: I don't think that's possible. Okay. I think oh, that no, that, <laughs> they would align. Right. I just I don't think it's possible. I think that's just how it works. Right. Like they align. That's a reasonable answer. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say ninety percent of my readings are done just by me talking and in the moment looking and making connections. Um ten percent might be like I can feel that you're a sensitive person and like you're caring and giving, but you know. I don't use that. I don't use that as a crutch, like whatsoever at all. I have to time I don't even know. I don't make assumptions on what I see ever because sometimes they could be completely different. I just kind of go card by card. And um, the more that I've done this, the easier it is to make intuitive connections where I feel like it's this. And then you just go, you say, okay, then you just go. Like when I was talking about your family and I was like, I don't know anything about your family, but, and I don't even know if I was right, but I'm just saying the reason I spun off on family and. And maybe like your parents are divorced, like saying that kind of stuff. Those are just intuitive hunches mm-hmm. that come from, I don't know, just doing it for a while. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Maisie, thank you so much for joining us today. That was really fun. No, thank you. Very interesting. It is. And I, I'm really in awe of, like I said, I know you're like, why do you think it takes guts? It's just for me thinking on your toes like that and just interpreting stuff while people sit and just wait mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's a lot It's a lot of pressure yeah it's very cool so thank you so much for coming on and doing that for us
0: well thank you so much for having me this is super fun i love i mean i love readings and i love like talking to people about what's working and what's not working and and um just sharing what i believe astrology and tarot cards mm-hmm. are because i feel like there's a lot of misconceptions. Yeah, definitely. And
2: you can tell you have you for passion for it. So it's really, yeah. it's cool. It feels authentic, mm-hmm. which I love. Yes. Thank you so much and have a thank great you. night. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Ooh, that was interesting. <laughs> Are you converted?
1: I played the fifth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's interesting with all this stuff. Like I'm open to it. It is fascinating to me as some people really, really, really believe it. And some people really, really, really don't. Obviously, you're going to relate to some things, but there's there, there's the argument that everyone will relate to something. Mm-hmm. It's you know other things like neither of us have divorced parents, mm-hmm. and in my she, she was talking about my family. I actually think, if anything, I have like the most harmonious family upbringing. But what's like interesting,
1: cartoonishly actually,
2: yeah. But what's interesting is that with the cards, and that's why I that's why I was applauding like the the confidence it takes to do what she does because you really have to interpret a combination of cards and like meanings on the spot mm-hmm. and it it's a it's a skill to do that and you may get it wrong and yeah what are you gonna do but it's just yeah, you're really I, find on the spot. It, yeah I just find it really as someone who performs for a living but in a much more prepared and rehearsed way Mm -hmm. i find what she does really interesting because it is an intimate performance Mm -hmm. that she's basically improvising yeah i feel like you're i mean let it
1: out if no i look it's no secret that i don't believe in this stuff yeah no secret yeah i'm not gonna hide it i don't think it was hidden in in that (laughs) podcast but
2: i that by the way she deserves credit Extra credit sure. for coming on because we yeah, didn't we didn't absolutely. say this to her, but we have asked someone else on before for this purpose. Right. And when we told them, we I really wanted to make sure they knew that you don't believe in this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that person refused.
1: I know she she had the the, the courage, the temerity to come on. Yes, she she walked into she, the
2: the lion's den, she, which I think deserves uh, applause. It does,
1: <laughs> but i would have liked to have a more i tried i would have liked to have a more in more in-depth conversation about the general structure of astrology and how it why and how and what if but who, who,
2: what where when yes all of those things
1: (laughs) but have nothing to do with actually (laughs) the actual astrology
2: i feel like your enneagram type is coming out right or maybe your scorpio is coming out right now
1: (laughs) oh yeah i mean my scorpio is strong it's a heavy scorpio in a sag sag i love that sag sag Sag. i got a heavy scorpio and sag but I want to know why why the planets, what do the planets have to do with us? The planets were floating around doing exactly what they're doing right now way before we ever existed. Way before, billions of years before we existed. They've been going around the sun in the same pattern, in the same constellations, nothing in the sky has changed for a billion years, a hundred million, some stars have moved a little bit, but it pretty much looks the same as it did when the dinosaurs were around. So. Were dinosaurs like? Do they have signs? Like, was a Tyrannosaurus Rex <laughs> under a under a Scorpio and a Sagittarius home and whatever?
2: Well, I think it's important to let people believe what they want to believe, and a lot of people believe this stuff. A lot.
1: I I know, and I'm I'm not. One day, I, when I meet my maker, I maybe he's going to be like, he? "You're an idiot." I'm sorry. <laughs> They, (laughs) they, they're, them, I don't know what you call them. It, let's call it an it for now, Mm -hmm. no disrespect. Um, It is going to be like, you were wrong about astrology, you are wrong about religion, you are wrong about everything. It's all real. And that's fine. But in the meantime, I have yet to experience or hear a single shred of information from anyone in this realm that has Pushed me even one millimeter closer to the, to the goal line of believing in this stuff.
2: Well, it's fine because I don't think she that was her mission. She didn't care. And yeah. I respect
1: her and I respect which I respect what she's doing. And I, I have no just dis, no disrespect whatsoever to, to her or anyone in the profession.
2: You know, what's cute about your reaction to all this? And I knew this was going to be delicate. It's not like I thought you'd be like, sweet, I want, I'm going to get my birth chart reading. This is going to go great. I, I knew that this would be interesting, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. And the main reason we did this was because everyone has requested it so much. People right. have wanted to, to see this happen. Yeah, sure. And what I find interesting is it does take me back to the Enneagram episode and just your insatiable curiosity in some ways gets the best of you sure like you it's not enough for you to be told that it just is no you know you're like no but why i need to know why (laughs) and it's very endearing and honestly it's one of the things i love about you and it's one of the reasons why you know as much as you do about so many random topics (laughs) you don't know how not to 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 be curious about stuff like we'll be watching a tv show and you'll go down a rabbit hole googling how i don't know what star is where and I don't know, how many rocks are in Saturn's ring or something. I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't believe I've ever Googled how many rocks are in Saturn's ring.
2: Well, uh, the reason I know it's... that Saturn's ring is made up of... Rocks. Rocks is because you told me. I'm not <laughs> saying you know how many rocks there are, but it was an example of the kind of thing you would look into. Mm-hmm. Yes. And knowing you, I feel I can picture you now investigating that after we talk about this.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, there will be more investigations. Anyway, um,
2: I think it's very sweet how you just... You can't help yourself. You're curious to a fault. It's
1: yeah, endearing. It's, it's not a, it's not a um, wonderful way to live. It doesn't give, no. there's a lot of less wonder. I mean, I do, <laughs> I, I personally feel that I have more wonder about the natural world and, and space as you've been mm-hmm. been subjected to. I personally don't need there to be any meaning, any anything. I don't need there to be anything, it's enough for me, it's enough that I can look up in the sky. Right now, I can look up in the sky, well, it's cloudy out, but I can look up in the sky on a clear night mm. and there's a red star that's very visible to the naked eye. There's very, very visible, the, the star is Betelgeuse. Yes, also a movie, good movie <laughs> from the 80s, I believe. And that star is 500 light years away. Mm-hmm. You could see it with your naked eye yes. on a clear night, on even a not that clear night, you can see it. Mm-hmm. Now, light travels at 186,000 miles per second, which means that in one second, light can go around the Earth seven times. Now, imagine you're in a spaceship going that speed, okay? Just picture that. Every second, you're going around the Earth seven times. It takes you 500 years to get to that star that you can see with your naked eye. Now, that's incredible, mm-hmm. but that's not the incredible part. The incredible part is that star is so big <laughs> that even though it takes 500 years to get there, going 186,000 miles a second, you can still, with your naked eye, in the city lights, see that star. It's amazing. And you tell me, why do I need astrology? I don't need any of it. I just see that star... And I am wondered beyond my, the maximum wonderment that I can experience.
2: <laughs> I think that's the perfect place to close.
1: Okay. <laughs> we'll heat it up. After
2: your diatribe about Beetlejuice.
1: <laughs> Look up, Beetlejuice, right next to Orion's Belt.
2: I'm curious to know if the Shandys will have enjoyed this. Mm. Because I I imagine the people asking for it, ask for it because they're, Curious about it because they believe in it, Mm -hmm. and so it'll be interesting to see if this satisfied them in the way that they wanted. I'm interested.
1: I'm interested as well.
2: Yeah. Anyway, you guys asked, and we delivered. We'll we'll see what you think. (laughs) If you enjoyed what you heard today, whether or not you agree with our take, (laughs) you can keep dear Shandy in business by liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, following us on Instagram. Uh, leaving us iTunes reviews and ratings and telling your friends and generally doing all the things you would do to keep a podcast in business. And on that note, I think that's a wrap of this interesting little different episode of Dear Shandy on a very stormy (laughs) night. Perfect timing. Yeah, very stormy night. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye.
0: Dear Shandy